It's been great talking to you. Why don't you take one of my cards? This card just says, I am your husband. It's Schmanners! Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions, hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, BB. I, I feel like we are experimenting with the times that we record. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows what time it's going to be? Maybe it'll be 9 p.m. after the baby's gone to sleep, or it'll be 2.30 a.m. when the baby's back away. <laughs> <laughs> Or it'll be 9 a.m. and we just hope the baby's cool for like 45 minutes. Right now she's doing great. Hi, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us. We always do thank yous at the end, but I just want to say thank you for joining us. It's been a great morning so far. Um, You know, I'm going to have a crescent roll for breakfast. I'm drinking my coffee now. And I'm just happy to see you all here, metaphorically speaking. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, Teresa, I'm trying to network. Can you let me network just a little bit, please? Okay, just a little bit. It's what conferences are for. Oh, hey, wait, segue. but but what? But that's but that's what we're talking about this week. That oh, is what we're talking what about. What a winky dink. Um, and first, I would like to give a little bit of a definition, or kind of a a difference. Then, the difference between a conference. And a convention. Uh-huh. Um, well, wait a second. Did we say we're talking about conferences? I said conferences, but it kind of became a whole thing. So I'm going to say cons. We're talking about cons. Cons. Because, because, because. Because of the wonderful things he does. The thing that is a difference between a convention and a conference is pretty much tone. Well, yeah. A conference is business. Convention is usually fandom or fandom may be the wrong word because i've also been to conventions that were like hunting and fishing shows or outdoors okay okay here's the deal so a conference is largely uh lecture style okay so you go and you might you might bring things to take notes and see people do presentations um and watch lectures and and like it's a, a degree of learning type idea and then a convention is more a kind of coming together as peers and discussing right I so see. you you would at a conference say you might hear a keynote speaker but at a convention you might see a panel discussion Right. So they're very similar in the way that it's people with common interests coming together, mm-hmm. but they're just slightly different. They're slightly different in the tone of more learning based, more discussion based. Where do you think like trade shows and expos fall in there? Well, a trade show and an expo are mostly for people in that field, right? So it's more of a professional type deal where people have new products they want to show people who are also developing new products. So like E3, right? Yes, E3 is an expo. Yes. It's an expo because it's people in the business showing people in the business. This is interesting. I have uh, have attended several 
conferences, cons, and expos in my life. Um, and it's it's different. It's it's one of those things. I was about to make the point, like, well, in this day and age, people often use these terms interchangeably. But when you really think about it, if I think about the ones I've been to, like, for example, I went to Comic-Con for the first time this past year, right? Uh, in San Diego. big the big con- There are lots of Comic-Cons, but San Diego Comic-Con. And it was a lot of, like, vendors, you know, selling uh, stuff they've made, T-shirts, hats, that kind of thing. And then there are also, like, signing tables where there are people, artists and everything. And then there are also, like, you know, the big panels and everything. But mostly it's people who are fans of those things going to consume them in some way. Yeah. Right. And I also went to E3, uh, which is uh, the Electronics Entertainment Expo, I believe, in in Los Angeles, which is like the big video gaming computing, um, you know, electronic entertainment expo. And it, you don't, there's no like booth set up where you can buy stuff or anything. It's testing out new technology and new games. And it's for journalists. I, maybe that's the difference between a trade show and an expo. So a trade show is, do you also make this thing? Come look at these things we also made. And an expo is, come report on these things that we've made for journalists. And may, I'm just guessing. I don't know that for sure. But anyways. That would make sense. This is especially, I think, germane because this year, E3 opened it up to non-professionals mm-hmm. so like you could buy tickets to e3 to just go and consume it as a fan which is very interesting because i wonder how many people are expecting comic-con and we'll get there and be like so i wait 45 minutes to play a demo game for five minutes and then i walk away interesting interesting mm-hmm. interesting So I'd like to talk about maybe not the first convention, but a a fairly large convention body that is quite old. When all the cavemen got together, cave people, when all the cave people got together to discuss the latest club technology. Ooh, nubs, you say? Nubs on the clubs. Nice. Look at Jerry. He's got nubs on the clubs. That's my cave person impression. What do you think? Needs work. Okay. So, world. I'm going to develop it here. Give me time. Let Let me try it again. Are you ready? Yeah. Worldcon, which is more formally known as World Science Fiction Convention, is the annual convention of the World Science Fiction Society. That all makes sense, right? Yes, yes. Um, so it's been around since 1939 and only missed a couple of years in there for uh, World War II, 1942 to 1945. Um, and the members rotate um, because they are the members of the World Fiction Society, which are also the people who go to Worldcon. Okay. Get it? So, like, they don't have a governing body, really. It's just the participants who are the members of the society or the people who go. Get sure. It? Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Um, and what they do every every couple years is they vote on the new site, which has to be some number of miles away from the site before so that it it travels around and then they also select the winners of the hugo awards oh i've heard of the hugo awards yes right they are named after hugo gernsback who is the founder of the pioneering science fiction magazine amazing stories 
Um, so at the Worldcon, there's a lot of different things that happen. So there's kind of an art show. There's autographing sessions. There's the award ceremonies, not only the Hugo Awards, but also the Chelsea Awards. Um, those were established in 1985, so a little after, um, by the Association of Science Fiction and Fantasy Artists to recognize individual artistic works um, during, during the year. I would like to go to this convention and have long, lengthy debates with people about the difference between sci-fi and fantasy and where the line is and how Piers Anthony crosses it. If anybody wants to talk to me about it, don't, don't. <laughs> don't, don't do that. You'll get, uh, it's a big subject. We'll talk about it at, at, at Worldcon. Um, there's also costuming with a formal competition. Oh, uh, we're going to have, we're going to have a whole discussion about, uh, cosplay later, by the well, way. So the formal competition is called the masquerade and then there are hall costumes or cosplay. Have you, Teresa, I'm going to take a quick break from okay. your notes. Okay. What conventions or conferences have you been to in your life? Have you ever been to a Star Trek convention? I have not. Really? I have I have never. Uh well, I have been to a convention called the World Affair in Dayton, Ohio. Well, you, okay. which is basically a food festival. You have been to Renaissance fairs though, which I I think could make a pretty strong case is like a convention of sorts. Vendors, you go watch things, you dress up, you're it's all about fandom of Ren stuff. Well, but they're really, I mean, a Renaissance fair to me is more like a um, a consumer-driven thing. But trust me, so is Comic-Con. Oh, well. Yeah. All right, but, uh, but the spirit of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel like the spirit of Comic-Con is more people who love the same thing getting together to not only purchase those things, but to discuss and display those things. I mean, yeah, if you talk about, so if you've never been to San Diego Comic-Con, there's like the main floor, which is nine, well, I, I would say maybe 60 to 70% vendor booths, and then like 25% signing booths, artist booths, um, and then like 5% like a big table where the cast of Gotham comes out and answers questions for five minutes and then goes away. And then there's also upstairs panel rooms, big, like a hall full with tables. And then um, like there's then the big hall where they do like the star Wars premieres and meet the cast of Firefly and that kind of thing. But I've also been to like, there was a big, uh, well, I say big, I've been to comic book conventions in Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Charleston, all the sea cities, and let's see, where else? Uh, Oklahoma. I've been to one. I've been to sci-fi conventions, Star Trek conventions, hunting, fishing shows. I just like, I like going to big meeting places, monster truck shows, but I don't think that counts. But I bring it what up. What a colorful and fascinating life you've had. It's really great. Lots of waiting in lines to buy knives with dragons on the handle um god i wish that was a joke but i at one point i'm like eight of those um but i i bring it up because it's it's i i well if i'm being honest i brought it up because i just wanted to know i have never asked you and i wanted to know where you've been my dad has a uh star a star trek kind of like crew black denim jacket 
that he has every time he's gone to a Star Trek convention had whoever like the guest of honor person was sign the inside of it. So I think he's got like LeVar Burden and Will Wheaton and maybe Jonathan Frakes. I'm not sure. But a lot of next gen people. Um, Very cool. It's not. I just really wanted to bring it up because I want people to tweet at my dad so he'll post a picture of it. <laughs> okay. So there may or may not include dancing. Some places, ha- some oh, conventions no, that's will have why a DJ. That's why I brought it up. I've competed in a Star Trek costume contest. Oh, okay. That's what it made it me think of it. Yeah. yeah. We had a very, very accurate Star Trek uniform, next generation uniform that my mom made. With, like, the pips and everything. Mm-hmm. I think I was uh, uh, a lieutenant, maybe, by by uh, rank. Um, and was could, it the one-piece or the two-piece? It was the one-piece. Okay. Um, and, you know, with phaser and everything. And I want to say that in the category I was in, which is, like, you know, like 10 to 18 or something, got, like, second. So in the boys' category, felt pretty good about it. Not bad. Hey, thanks. Um, so there are probably exhibits at a convention, um, including photos of prominent fans and authors, historical displays, information about space and science, more local information. Or possibly like, like um, masks, props, costumes. Yeah. I've seen that too. Um, or also premieres. That's a big thing now where like a lot more sci-fi and fantasy and stuff has crept into pop culture where you can go and watch the you know a, a sneak peek of American Gods. So there's a dealer or a vendor's room, which can also be called a huckster's room. Ooh. Um, so where you can, that's where you would be able to buy, you were talking about, you know, your books and knickknacks and games and knives and comic books and things Pretty like sure that. Pretty sure you just said knickknacks? It's not called a knickknack? Knickknack, but knick-knack? not knickknack. Knickknack <laughs> is, I don't know what that is, but it's very cute. All right. I liked it. Um. Then... There is the fan lounge, which can also be called a fanzine lounge, which is a place for reading, exchanging, contributing to, and talking about your fanzines. Uh, Fan tables, musical performance spaces, films, maybe film festivals, uh, gaming might be a part of it, uh, live theatrical performances, panel discussions we talked about, um, speeches and other presentations, and... um, other businesses of the World Science Fiction Society often include voting on the location, like I said earlier, um, and then any changes to the Constitution, which are made at business meetings, which are during the convention, because the fan, the people who come to the convention are the members of the society. Yep. I would like to move away from Worldcon for a second and okay. talk about cosplay. Okay. Um, Because I know lots of people who do it. I have interacted with a lot of them. And I've got a pretty good uh, head on my shoulders about it. Let's go through some basics. One, the biggest one. Biggest, biggest, biggest one. Someone dressed in cosplay is not an invitation to touch them in any way at all. At all, at all, at all. There are lots of... Um, costumes and characters in sci-fi, fantasy, and all forms of media who are uh, dressed in different levels of coverage. It is not an invitation to touch or grope or anything them. Um, Consent is a really, really big issue in the cosplay community. I think that uh, 
from all of the etiquette sites, which are are mostly blog sites um, that I looked at because Emily Post doesn't really talk about this sort of thing. Um, the thing that kept coming up again and again and again is consent, not only for physical touching, but also photos, also for um, meetings and for, you know, all, everything that you do, you need to speak to the other person to say, can I see this? Can I touch this? Can I take a picture with you? All that kind of stuff. Can I put my arm around you in the picture? Everything that has to do with this um, is the people who go to conventions are people. They are not things. They need to be treated with respect. And you should always ask whatever you want. You should ask for it. I, I, I will also say that I think that if someone really... Well, if someone has done cosplay, if somebody is, is dressed up, you know, I think it's perfectly fine to say... You look great. Ah, oh, love it. Great. Terrific. I don't think you need to, like, stay away from them. But there's a big difference between, like, nice, looks great, and, like, grabbing their wig or hair or armor piece or them or anything where it's just like, no, they're still human beings. Exactly. Two, if you're going to take pictures, if you're going to use those pictures for a website or a thing that, like, a professional thing. Let people know that there's a big difference between I would like a picture of this to put on Facebook about this great version of, you know, a Borg costume I saw versus I'm going to put you in a listicle about terrible things. And that's my third one, which is I see a lot of people post Comic-Con, post big conventions, uh, post like, look at all these cosplay fails. And that makes me so mad because one, not everybody has tens of thousands of dollars to invest in accurate, realistic costumes. But two, they still put effort in. They still did it. And they still showed up to show off their fandom. And to look at that and be like, well, I saw this guy dressed as the Joker and he was great. And this other guy was, I was like, okay, but they both did it. What did you do? You showed up in t-shirt and jeans and you're poking fun at people who were willing to like let their flag fly and show how much they cared about this thing. And you're being judgy and that's bad manners. So know that if, uh, if someone plans to use a photo, you may have to sign a release. Um, and it's always a good idea to tell people what you plan to use the photo for, if it's for a personal collection or for an, an article you're writing or you're even just on your blog. Um, it's a good idea that if you are a cosplay person, uh, you can exchange emails um, so that you can email each other the photos that you take to keep for your personal portfolio. Um and we talked about business cards, and this would be a perfect opportunity for you as a cosplayer to have a business card, to have all that information down so that you can exchange that information very easily and get all the photos that you want. Also, if you are a cosplayer and your um, costume envelops your head and or face, have a handler with you. Have somebody with you. Um, I would also checking your periphery. I would also say that uh, if it has large wing attachments or train or anything that makes it it difficult for a person to to get around you, I would suggest a handler for that as well. And also, if you're doing adventure zone cosplay, take lots of pictures and send them to me because I <laughs> love seeing it. Um, so let's talk a second about business cards. Well, 
one more thing I'd okay. like to say that you should always check the rules of the convention that you're attending because a lot of conventions have rules regarding cosplay, uh, especially weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, there are rules about how big, how sharp, what kind of material weapons can be made of. Um, some cons don't allow any sort of weapons. Some allow different types of weapons. So make sure that you, you check all of your um, accessories uh, with the convention rules. So let's talk about business cards. Um, and, and we got lots of questions, so we may touch on these too. Um, you know what? In fact, let's take a quick break here for a word from some other Max Fun shows, and then we'll be back to talk about this more and answer some of your questions. I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. And we've been doing Jordan Jesse Go for almost 10 years now. And it's not gotten any easier to describe. So we asked our fans to do it for us. Jordan Jesse Go is a weekly conversation with two best pals, two hilarious friends, the hilarious smart kids talking about hilarious stuff that happens to them, mostly really stupid stuff, awkward anecdotes, insane tangents, heartfelt It's like being thrown in the middle of a hilarious conversation between you and your best pals. It's a show that makes me laugh every week, which is pretty rare and wonderful. It might be the best thing on the internet. One of the funniest things you will hear. And it's the best part of my week and has kept me company for the past seven years through all sorts of life. I love those guys. That's Jordan Jesse Go, the comedy podcast that's been named Best of iTunes. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting software. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Are you easily confused by terms like cultural appropriation, cisgender, and woke? Or maybe you find yourself constantly explaining terms like these and you need a place to vent. Do you have a love for all things pop culture? social commentary, and politics? Sounds Sounds like like you you need need Minority Minority Corner. Where you can learn, laugh, and play. Sounds like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. James and Aneke will happily administer your weekly dose each and every Friday. You can listen on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Minority Corner. With the K. Because the C was taken. Okay, so I started to talk about business cards, and I think we will get to that because... Um, we had a lot of questions about it. A lot of people brought it up. Um, and now I have to find that question. So I'm filling time <laughs> while I scroll through the questions. No one knows. Seamlessly, seamlessly going through it. Okay. Pamela asks, how do you effectively network like business card exchanges? And I think that this actually um, works for expos, cons, conventions, conference, whatever you want it to mean. Because I think that there are also people now, we live in a time, which is wonderful, where people can self-publish and start up their own things. And so I've also seen people that go to conventions as well as conferences to try to make connections. Well, and I think we've, I mean, we've talked a little bit about business cards before, but really the best way to give away your business cards is to ask people for their business cards because it it really facilitates the exchange. And if you want to network, asking someone, do you have a card? Here's mine. That's a really great way to kind of open that up and and make sure your cards get distributed and networking i think is a lot like you know we've talked about dale carnegie before the best way to be interesting is to be interested in other people i think it's the same way in networking 
because everyone's there for some reason and asking them what their deal like what do you do oh or what are you working on makes people more interested in you and want to work with you more in the future if all if you have a practice like 10 minute spiel with no questions for them and you just walk them and they're like hello i would like to tell you about then people are going to shut down because like they just feel like they're getting an infomercial right this isn't the what is that that show the sharks this isn't shark tank shark tank yeah (laughs) this isn't dragon's den this is like i i had a um we did a class of professional work thing in college where they brought in a um they brought in a casting director and the casting director told us like whenever we're doing casting sessions it's very much about talent but it's also about like who do you want to hang out with on set who do you want to hang out with at the after party because like if someone's very talented but they seem like a real jerk like we're going to take the other person that's talented but seems very nice and i think it's the same way in networking is like even if you have amazing skills and you would be very beneficial if the person is like okay but they were really rude and didn't ask about me like that's going to hurt you more and i think a lot of people think i just i have to tell them about my great idea no you'll get that chance that will come when they ask you what do you do or exactly. what are you working on um, and so as far as business exchanges, uh, business card, ask for theirs, then offer yours way better than the other way around. Um, and along those same lines, we got a couple questions. So I'm actually going to all these together um, or I'll do them back to back. Aliyah asks, what is the schmannerly thing to do when you see someone you enormously respect in a casual situation at a conference? For example, another business professional, a notable professor, your favorite podcaster. Is it all right to say hello and that you admire their work if you're not interrupting them? Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why people go to these things. Um, because they want to be either they want to engage with their audience or they want to be recognized for their contribution. So if, you know, without being, uh, without <laughs> BB is, BB has thoughts on this. Yes. Yes. BB BB? Does, has, has, mm-hmm. Oh, very interesting. Uh, without interrupting, I think that it's really great if you go up and say, Hi, my name is is so and so, and I really appreciate your work. Keep doing such a good job. I I think I've talked about. I don't know if I've talked about this. I oh, gotta have so many shows. I don't know which show I talked about what on, but the key is, um, to manage your expectations because I think that if you're walking up to this person and saying I'm gonna and thinking like I'm gonna tell them I like their work and I respect them, and then we're gonna become best friends, like yes. Mm, mm, mm. Like, walk up and be ready to then walk away once you've said, I appreciate your work. And if they seem engaged, because I've also had that happen, where you go and go, I just wanted to say, big fan, love your work. And they say, hey, thanks, we brought you out to the con. And they ask you questions, by all means, continue that conversation. But if they say, hey, thank you very much, you go, well, it was great talking to you, and get away, right? Because also everybody's a human being so you have no idea what else is going on in their life like maybe they're having a really stressful day but i will say as someone who has been a um speaker or guest at stuff like this before you go with the expectation of like i am there for people to come up to and say hi to and to engage with it's why i'm there this is my job to be at this convention and to talk to people 
Um, but I will tell you one of my favorite exchanges I've ever had with someone at a convention. So I was at Comic-Con, mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con, mm-hmm. and I was walking around with Hank Green, and we were heading to do, he was interviewing me for something, so we were walking to go to that interview. And as we walked through the like hallway, the exterior hallway, as you like are leaving, it's big, big oh, long hall. I, I think you know this. Remember this story. We're kind of taking turns getting recognized and and getting asked to take photos or sign things, which is absolutely fine, and it was very wonderful and very great. But the last person to talk to me, and I'm going to try to remember as accurately as possible what was actually said to me. They said, "Oh my God, oh." I, I, hello, hi, I just, I want to, I knew it was you. Didn't, okay, mm-hmm, yes. Oh, hi, my daughter is a big fan of yours. She loves watching your stuff. Now, it is at this moment that I realize this woman has not said my name or any specifics whatsoever. Okay, so she recognized that you had been recognized. Possibly, except I had not been recognized for at least 30 or 40 feet. So, like, it wasn't like I was swinging from one interaction to the next. I also wasn't wearing a name tag. So, one of... T- and, listen, this woman was very enthused. I got a picture with her. I signed a thing the whole time thinking, I don't think you know who I am at all. <laughs> or, okay, so, one of a couple she things... she was super was nice about it, right? So nice. Um, but what the funniest thing to me is that she kept saying how much her daughter loved my stuff. So one of a couple of things is possible. One, she thought I was somebody else. Possible? Possible. Possible. With my big beard, I, I, I often get mistaken for Seth Rogen. Any any bearded white man is often like, he's exactly the same. It's like, well, I guess they're white and male and have beards. Um, but uh, let's see, option two, she was just swinging in the dark. She was just going... I don't know. Maybe this is someone. Maybe everybody who was walking by was like, mm, I don't know. Or third, that she's so invested in her daughter's life that she not only knows who her favorite podcaster is, but what he looks like. Okay. <laughs> a thing that most podcast listeners don't know. Maybe daughter is a cover. Maybe she really liked your work and was using daughter as a cover. Maybe, maybe. But all in all, I, I bring this up because of this next question, which is tied to the last one, which is from Steven. For a Comic-Con, what's the protocol for meeting a celebrity in the wild? Interrupting a dinner or other private moment is obviously a no-no. But what about just walking down the street? And I I will say, to answer that question, Steven, it's tricky because everybody is different. I've interacted with a lot of people and I've had a lot of people interact with me. And... I love it when people recognize me. Um, I am at the beginning end of the bell curve um, where getting recognized a bunch is flattering for me. And I like being at like conventions where people know who I am for that very reason. Because it's not like happening while I walk, you know, into graders to get some ice cream here in Cincinnati. So when it happens a bunch at a convention, it makes me feel really cool. I imagine that there are other people who feel differently. Um, but my guess would be if they're at a convention, just walking around without a mask or people keeping people away from them, I think they know exactly what they're in for and what's going to happen. 
Um, that said, I think the answer is brief interactions and get out and go. So I, I agree with this. If someone is walking around the convention floor and they, they don't seem to be inhibited anyway, like you said, wearing a mask or, or having a handler or something else, then they, they probably know what's up, that they're going to get stopped and recognized. Um, and I would say that what you said about brief interaction, I would also say it needs to be a complimentary interaction because oh yeah, oh, in, order, yes. in order for a person to continue to want to be at these sort of things, they, they need to feel like they're appreciated. And let me also give you just a, a little pro, pro maneuver, pro tip not to do. Don't say... Oh my god, what do I know you from? Cause like Right. You should probably be pretty pretty certain about who you're talking to. Yeah, the idea of you seem famous, so I'm gonna talk to you just in case is pretty insulting. Um so like if you're not actually a fan of theirs, don't stop them just in case they might be super famous. Like it's it it's not a good look. Um but I so I, I think that also also just just like cosplayers. Don't touch them. Exactly. Um, don't like run up to them and hug them without any kind of consent or any like they are not a thing to be manhandled. Um, so don't just run up and like grab their hand or like tap them on the shoulder. Even I think you could say, excuse me. I just wanted to say I'm a big fan. I love sight an actual thing you're a fan of. I'm a big fan. If it's if it's Alan Tudyk, I'm gonna run up and spend 45 minutes listing off everything of his. I'm a fan of, but I, <laughs> but like specifics of like I'm a big fan of Firefly. I loved you and I Robot. I, it's just it's so great to meet you. Um, and they will probably say thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. And then then you have two options. Option one, as BB has said, option one is thank you very much. It was great meeting you, and you're out. If they seem amenable, if they don't seem like I'm on, uh, thank you so much. I got, I'm, uh, I'm running late for a thing, right? If they don't seem like that, Kevin's question, which is the next question, when meeting an actor or other famous person, what's the appropriate way to ask if they take a picture or selfie with you? It's the same thing, Kevin. I'm just saying picture and selfie are both pictures, all squares, rectangles, rectangles. Well, but the thing is, can I have, can I be in a picture with you and can I take a picture of you? Those are different things. I stand corrected. You are right. And there's also a difference between can I hold up the camera real quick and take a picture with us in it versus finding a third party to take a picture. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. I think that if the person seems amenable, if they're like, ah, oh, I think you can say, would it be all right if... Don't just hold up your camera and do it. Exactly. So it's weird. We're going to keep coming back to this. This is all about consent. You need to ask people for what it is that you want. And don't be upset if they say no. Um, a lot of people, especially actors, have um, a kind of image that they want to project. And if they are not dressed appropriately for a picture, they may say no. Um, but I think that if if you want to have a picture with both of you in it, and you need someone else to take it, it better be somebody who is with you right there. You and, better And have your camera ready to go too. Yeah. Like, have a plan. Yeah. And say, okay, Travis, take our picture. And then ready, set, go. Quick interaction. If you want to take a selfie, you want to make sure that you ask them, Can I take a picture of us? And then or Or would you mind if I took a picture with you? Right, right. Um, 
but if you want to take a picture of them, um, you may ask them, can I take a picture of your face or something like that um, so that they know what it is. Or you can even, if it's not like a fly-by-night interaction, you can offer to show them the picture that you have taken, you know, with your digital whatever. Is this all right? Is this, is cool? this or, a, Is it all right if I post this? You know, is it all right if I share this? All that stuff. If you want to post it, if you want to share it, if it, you know, all that stuff, there needs to be consent because this is their livelihood probably. Um, and it makes you look really good. Yeah. It, it makes this interaction Agreed. awesome. And don't apologize. Uh, it, there's a thing that I see people do a lot um, and have, done to me where as they're taking the picture or as they're talking to the person they say i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> sorry if i take a bit i'm sorry i'm sorry and like it's almost like they're good and and the thing is is this person is i would say a lot of the time happy to do it because it's part of the job i mean it's part of the job if you're if you're at this thing it's it's a thing don't assume that of course i think as we've said consent but if they've agreed to take a picture with you or they're signing a thing for you or whatever, apologizing can make it weird, not better. Um, I agree. And So uh, this question is from Elizabeth, and I think this is a little bit more on conference, but it also works for panels. Wait a second. So from the last <laughs> one. <laughs> Let me run back. <laughs> from the last one real quick. Don't apologize. Say thank you. Yes. So what you really mean is thank you so much for taking a picture with me. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate you taking this time, all that stuff. You don't apologize. Be grateful. Correct. Um, so this question is from Elizabeth. If I have multiple questions for a speaker, what is the schmannerly thing to do? Should I pick my top question only? See if I can make a two-part question? Ask multiple questions if they are quick? Uh. Top question only. Um, a lot of these speakers uh, with the, the panel discussions or Q&A sessions, um, there's a lot of people who have a lot of questions and your questions may be asked by someone else as well. So pick your top one and make sure that it is brief and easily answerable. And I, I also you have the option, there is a fourth option here, which is maybe rather than your like four or five very specific questions, maybe you can think of one more general question that encompasses all of them. So rather than like, so if you're talking to Ray Park, who I think is a, yes, because I think Ray Parker Jr. did the music for Ghostbusters. <laughs> I think Ray Park is a stuntman. Rather than ask about like four different stunts that he did in the X-Men movies, say like, was it tough coming up with the stunts as Toad in the X-Men movie? You know what I mean? So make it a more general. Because I will also say, if you're asking whether it's a speaker or a panel or whatever, very specific questions have very specific answers. And very specific answers are short and usually uninteresting. So unless you want a very specific... If you're trying to engage someone in a broad, oh, my God, They've just given me so much insight. Answer. Ask a broad question. You know what I mean? Um, because if you ask a very specific question, think of it this way. If you ask a yes or no question, you get a yes or no answer. But if you ask someone's opinion on something, you're going to get like a paragraph response. Exactly. So think about it that way. Um, uh, this question is from Louise. Bringing things to a convention to get signed. How much is too much if the person signing doesn't have a limit? 
I've seen some comic collectors bring in 20 plus comics for an artist to sign while others are waiting behind them forever to get a single signature. Um, I think that, let me see. It's somewhere between one and three, depending upon how big the things are. And how big the line is. I yes. think it's a sliding <laughs> scale where if there's three people in line and you have five things you want to sign, sure. If it's a 45-minute long wait, don't hand them 10 things. You know what I mean? Like, it, this is kind of that, like, if the person, okay, this is, <laughs> this is a kind of esoteric answer, but think about it this way. If you were the person standing in front of you, how many things would you want them to have signed? Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is, like, if you've only been waiting three minutes, the person in front of you hands them five things, what do you care? You're about to step. You've been there for two minutes. You just stepped up. But if you've been waiting an hour to meet this person and you're one person away and they hand them their entire collection of their run of Deadpool or whatever, and you're like, I'm so close. Please just like, think about it that way. But I will also say this. I've seen people pull this maneuver before. And sometimes if you can really stick the landing, it's charming. But so often it's not, which is to <laughs> hand them something they did. Okay. There is a version of it where you hand them just like a blank piece of paper and say, I didn't bring anything with me. I'm so sorry. I didn't even think, but I'm a huge fan of your work. Oh, okay. All right. Mm, mm, mm. But a lot of people won't sign a blank piece of paper because it's so easy to add other stuff to it. Exactly. So think about that. Have them sign your badge. Have them sign your printed off ticket to get into the convention or buy something they have there at the table. A lot of people either have things that they're giving away or selling that you can have signed. But don't, don't offer something to someone to have them sign that they did not write or draw or whatever. Having them sign someone else's work is not a good look. And body parts. Yeah, I mean... It depends. If you're at like a convention and you're talking to fill in the blank person who's known for being just a wild and crazy person who's down for whatever, sure. But like, and I've, I have seen people say, uh, before though, which I think is maybe pretty cool, where they're a big fan of the person. So they have them sign and then they go get that tattooed. Like, that's the, I've seen that done before or something along those lines where they have an artist do a doodle. And then have that tattoo done right there, which I think is actually pretty cool. Uh, but once again, I think gauge the moment. Ask, say, would it be all right? This is my idea. This is the thing that I want. Or would it be okay if, and if the person seems uncomfortable with it, have a backup plan. Okay. Um, but as far as num, uh, but as far as like having them sign things go, have them sign their own work. It's it shows that you're once again. Shows you know who they are, that you're really a fan, and that you're in it for the right reasons. Agreed. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Um, we may, I don't know, we may have to revisit this. We may, that was like kind of our convention-heavy con episode. Maybe we'll have to do a conference-heavy con episode as part two, where we pick up some other convention stuff, but 90% of it is conference. I don't know. But do you know who does know, Teresa? Who? the people listening they can let us know they can say that was great i want more about conferences though that's how you feel tweet at us put it in the facebook group let us know and then we can plan that episode for later or if you have other ideas for episodes we are always looking for suggestions if there are things you would like to learn about or hear about 
history of biography of how to's of whatever, tweet at us at Schmannerscast, S H M A N N E R S C A S T, or you can go on the Facebook group, just search Schmanners and you'll find it and let us know. Also, if you want to discuss this afterwards, go on the Schmanners group and you can say, well, as a cosplayer, here's what I've thought, or I've been to a convention before where they set this limit on things. Super cool. Comment on, or we'll post, uh, you know, a link to the episode, and then we can have a whole discussion thread after that. Um, but one way or another, just come hang out with us on the Facebook group. I really like it there, and everybody's very nice. They're uh, so schmannerly. Let's see what else. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Teresa and I just started a new podcast called The Kind Rewind, where we watch and review media that we love, and we move from media to media. Our first episode is well our first kind of arc of episodes is season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer our first episode we watched episode one two and three and reviewed them and I had a lot of fun doing it it was great fun and I want you I want all of our Schmanners friends to know that although we are our charming selves um there might be a few swears it's like PG-13 yeah adult concepts maybe um so just keep that in mind. I, like, we're not going to just be dropping F-bombs left and right, because we just don't do that normally. But we're just, I think we're a lot less filtered on it. Yeah. Um. So just be aware of that. Um. And then we also, uh, it's called, oh, I guess I should say the name of it. Name sure. of the show is <laughs> The Kind Rewind. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, um, or if you don't use iTunes, follow the Twitter at The Kind Rewind, and we put out, like, direct links to the episodes and that kind of thing um and and come join and hang out with us let's see um thank you as always to brent brendle floss black for our theme song um and you can find that as a ringtone wherever those are sold also thank you to kayla m wassell for our beautiful thumbnail and banner art check out her portfolio go check out all the other amazing maximumfun.org shows there's a ton on there that you're gonna like uh my favorites of course are sawbones and rose buddies but we're a little biased because our family makes those (laughs) (laughs) but they're also great shows um griffin and rachel just did an episode on like the dating game the original dating game is so funny crazy they're like they're losing it watching it's so great um I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.